What's up, people? It's the Visions Podcast. It's me, your boy, Dez, my co-host, JT. I'll let our special guest introduce himself. It's tell him who right. you are. Tell him what you do. It's it's right. Let him know, it's man. Right. Let him know. All right, man. It's Greg Polian, man, coming from me from uh, Hamill Hempstead at the moment right now. Professional basketball player. I play for Hamill Storm, Division One in the UK. Um, I'm obviously born in uh, America, as you can tell from the accent. Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's about it, man. I coach. Uh, I train people personally as well. And I'm also in school, too, studying um, my master's in business at the moment. So, wow. yeah, busy dude, busy dude, man. Busy yeah, you dude. got a lot going on, man. That's a lot. You got a lot to balance. For sure, for sure. That's what's up, man. All right, we're going to we're gonna delve into as much as that as we can, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's start from the beginning. So take us back to way before when you... We're living in the United States. Like, what was life like growing up? What you just you said you're from Brooklyn. So, what's it? What's it like? What was it like growing up? Did you always take the interest in basketball, or did you play other sports as well? Like, how did you get to where you are now in sport? And um, so, what, what other things? So, man, that's a long time ago. Uh, so basically, yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn, man. Brooklyn, like Flatbush. You know what I'm saying? The heart of it. And um, basically, growing up, man, I didn't even play basketball until I was like 14. So I played basketball, obviously, you know, through the community, you know, for fun, but never, like, under the whistle, nothing seriously, until I was, like, 14 years old. So um, before that, I was actually a baseball player. So I played a lot of baseball. I was a really good baseball player. Me and my pop used to practice all the time with baseball, and I was really, like, you know, into it and stuff like that until I got to a certain age where, you know, like, baseball is kind of a slow game. So it's like, I kind of, like, mm, I was getting taller. And then, you know, you get more attention when you play basketball, too. So, you know, all the girls was at the basketball games or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> tough decision you know what I'm saying so um, I actually played both all the way up to high school so I played both all the way up to graduate like when I was like 17 years old and then from that point on I had to make a decision on uh, the schools will offer me you know scholarships and stuff like that so once you get to college you kind of got to focus on one to make your life easier you can play too but it's real hard to do that especially in America because it's very competitive so um, I decided to go with basketball um I got a scholarship to go play at a two-year school, community college, we call that in America. I played there um, in Kansas, actually. Um, played there my first year, second year, we won the championship. Um, great experience, great group of guys. I had like a slew of offers coming in. So you could, from that point, like you do your first two years there and then you could transfer in as a junior and a senior, as a, as a junior to another school. So like a four-year school, like a proper university kind of thing. So from there, I transferred to Pace University in New York, did my thing, led them to like playoffs, and then from that point on, after you graduate, you know, it's kind of like either you get a job or, you you know, you want to go pursue, obviously, a professional career in your sport and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I got an agent. Um, he hooked me up with Hamu. And, I mean, the rest is history, bro. I've been out here since 2019. So, yeah, it's like my third That's season good. out here right now. That's good. Yeah. So the first season was canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Last season was the first full season, technically. And then this season is obviously another full season. So, so yeah, it's been it's been a good journey, bro. It's been a good it's been a good good time, honestly speaking. Wow. Okay, so during high school, tell tell us a little bit about the work ethic and and some of the things that you used to do to try and set yourself above Man. and beyond the other people. Because like you said, it's very competitive. So yeah. what's the sort of stuff that you used to do? Because people come on here and they might just just say like, oh, I did this, this, and this. But there's always things that yeah. kind of set you apart. So what is it that really that drove you and motivated you? Did you have a player that you looked up to? Did you have mm-hmm. hoop dreams or so? What was it like in terms Man, of the build up to get to where you are? 
it's weird, bro, because, like, growing up, I was trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't good at basketball, man. Like, I wasn't good at anything, really. To be so honest, bro. I was, I was, I'm, I'm being honest with y'all. Like, high, like, from, like, high school, not early high school, I would say. Later high school, like, my senior year and my, my junior year, that's, like, you know, a little bit older. When I was, like, 16, 17, I started to grow into my body. And I started to get a little stronger and things of that nature. But for when I was younger, I wasn't good at all, bro. Like, I was, for me, I was just learning the game. I was only three years in, you know what I'm saying, with, with the whole basketball stuff. So I was still learning the game as I went on. So I think when I got to college, that's when my whole work ethic and my mindset kind of changed because it was like the stakes are higher now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm getting more mature and stuff like that. So now I'm, I'm in between classes, I'm shooting on a gun. Um, you have like a little gun, they pass you the ball back. I'm in between classes, I'm shooting the gun. I'm working out on my own now. Um, um, what else? I was always bigger. I was always like always muscularly there. My dad, he bought me like a weight vest when I was younger and stuff. So I was always worked out. But in terms of skill and the work ethic, I definitely developed that through college. My first two years in college, I was just working out on myself, having that envision where I was like, man, I really want a scholarship. I really want a scholarship. I really want a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to work for it. And I saw like all my peers weren't doing the same thing that I was doing in terms of like, you know, devoting themselves to practice, you know, going hard and practice every single day, um, lifting in between um, classes, working out in between classes, just the development that I have was just on a different level, honestly speaking. And I carried on to, you know, from community college to university and obviously at a professional level. So I just started to become just better than people, bro. Like people that I used mm. to actually like not be good at in high school, like they used to kick my ass. And then, mm. I mean, I see them lay down the line and I'm just running laps around them. I'm going crazy on them. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that work ethic just really came from me just wanting it, honestly speaking, just wanting it more than the next man. You know what I'm saying? And, and it probably developed mostly from my dad too because he used to talk a lot of shit to me when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> he used to say a lot of different things to me just to kind of get me going. He knew what, bush, what um, buttons to push, honestly mm. speaking. So yeah, definitely. Definitely a mix of my dad and my, my own little work ethic of just wanting to get a scholarship, honestly speaking. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hunger. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Yeah. And with in the states, we all know there's the NBA, there's the G League, and things like that. And in, in the summertime, there's these runs. Like I know Jamal Crawford has the crossover, and you've got like the Drew League and things like that yeah, outside yeah. of the season. Mm-hmm. I always ask people, and they say it's it's hard if it's if you're not playing in those sort of places. They said it's quite hard to do anything related to basketball if it's not really through the path of the NBA. Is that mm-hmm. why you see a lot of amazing American players? heading to Europe and heading to other countries yeah. to play? Yeah, it's definitely all, like, it's all, it's all alternative almost. Like, you know, it's like, um, okay, well, I don't have success within America because America is it's just, the talent is crazy. And the thing with America too is the game is getting younger. So you got these kids coming in, they're like 17, 18 years old, jumping out the gym. It may not be as maybe experienced as you, but teams are going to willing, are willing to invest in them because these kids are freaks. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. extremely competitive. So what we do now, we, we have this group of players that are, that are good basketball players we go elsewhere where we may, where we may be more appreciated. You know what I'm saying? So these right. clubs like Spain, UK, for example, or, um, you know, any country outside, they invest in these American players to help them out, help their clubs win championships and stuff like that. And um, it became safe haven for us too because you get to explore the world. You get to, you know, experience a different culture, uh, mm-hmm. experience a different group of people, stuff like that, try different things, and um, still do what you love at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So... It's definitely a it's definitely a different route, but I think it's worth it. And, and it's a different ground too, because you're away from your family. You don't really see people as much. You have mm-hmm. to embrace so much different things. You have to deal with so much so so many different things. So it's a learning thing, honestly speaking. It's definitely a learning experience mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. JT, did you have anything, bro? 
Yeah. Um, because you mentioned traveling and the difference between NBA and, and the UK, what made you, or just Europe in general, what made you choose Hemel in particular? Um, I, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I didn't choose Hemel. Hemel choose oh, for me. real? Yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't up to me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and I got was dealing with that behind closed doors, or uh, like, yeah, like it was like the agent, like, listen, I got this offer, you wanna take it? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, fresh out of college, I mean, yeah, yeah. play people, yeah. Exactly. So uh, it wasn't like a thing of like, oh, you want to go to Spain, you want to go to you, you want to go to the UK, uh-huh. you want to go to Poland, whatever. It was just that's all I had was UK. So uh, yeah. I hear that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And so, so since you come to the UK now, what what is your opinion of the UK? Like your honest opinion. Like I don't care. You could say you hate it and you hate the food and you hate the people. I won't be mad at you. We keep it real on here. So nah, I'm what's your it, honest I'm opinion? It, I'm gonna keep it a thou wow. A thou wow is like a thousand, all right? Yes, yes, sir. That's what what we want. Oh, wow. So basically, I love the fact that, you know, we got our Black people here. I'm saying I got your own culture and stuff like that. It's it's, it's not really known in Europe Europe at all for or just other countries in in general, other than if you let you go to Africa or something like that, where you see Mm. your own for me. So that's that's dope. Y'all speak English. That's great. Um, you have a great economy. You know what I'm saying things are not too expensive here. Audi, shout out to Audi. Audi's like literally right there. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> you know I mean, bags of groceries. I got like two, bags so much money, bro. Man, forty pounds. Forty, 40 I'm, pounds for a week of shopping, bro. You can't complete. I love that. Man. So that's in America. I'm from New York, so New York everything is expensive. You feel me? If I walk out of here, what I get in Audi, I'm spending at least a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's different. So I love that. Um, also, the people, man, like they embrace the fact that I'm American too. So once they hear the accent, you know, they're like, "Oh, you're American." They look out for you and things of the nature. So I like that as well. Um, the things I've I don't had like any experiences like with people because I know a lot of oh, people like like put on an accent if they find out you're American. They try yeah, like, "Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so, like, funny story, funny <laughs> story, right? So I'm at the university, right? It was like after our game and all that. Girl, she comes up to me. She's like, "Oh, you from New York?" I'm like, "Yeah." She said, "Get sturdy for me right now." So you know, so I know you're from New York. I said, right. She said, get sturdy for me right now. Like, you know, the dance where people get sturdy and all that? Like, all that extra stuff. Get sturdy for me, bro. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's wild. (laughs) Crazy. Like, when I be coaching in, like, the schools and stuff, the kids be like, yo, can you get sturdy? Do you know Pop Smoke? All those other stuff. (laughs) Like, bro, come on, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But it's kids, I understand. But, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things I don't like, I would have to say, man, um, y'all roads is real small, man. Y'all roads are <laughs> real narrow, man. Like three lanes, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like a small lane, and it'd be two ways. You'd be like, bro, this is supposed to be a one-way street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really like that. It's not, you know, it look a little dangerous to me. Um, okay, okay. Uh, Y'all weather. Y'all weather is real bipolar, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, man? One one minute is sunny, the next minute is snowing, the next minute is is sunny, and then it's raining. It's like, man, I just I can't keep up with the weather, but yeah, still cool. Um, and then lastly, man, y'all food spots, man. I don't know about the food out here, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, certain spots is good. Nando's is good. You know, some places. Yeah. Nando's like is the only place really, man, that everyone goes to. Like, That's like, really it, man. I, I really don't. Nothing really jumps at me, you know what I'm saying? In, in terms of like UK food, like, you know? Mm. So, no, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, that's about it, man. That's about it. Other than that, I love it here, man. It's cool, man. That's what's up. No, I, I like that. I like that. Um, Next thing, we're kind of going to sh- shift the culture a little bit. So, in New York, 
the what is the common perception in New, in New York as a whole? Like being a black person living in New York, especially from Flatbush, what is it like there growing up compared to the different regions in New York? Because I know there's Manhattan, there's different places. Mm. So what is it like culturally there? And what's the difference in growing up in those different areas? And, and what are the dynamics amongst the other people? Because I know it's different from state to state. America is yeah, a huge yeah, place. And so what was New York like? You know, when the whole Black Lives Matter movement was going on, all that crazy stuff was happening. What was, was New York united or was it divided? Like, what, what was it like? So, man, New York is like super diverse, bro. Like, we have everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, every walks of like, at least, I would say Black people. You know what I'm saying? We also have a Hispanic culture. We have so many different cultures. So growing up, like my friends' moms is West Indian, my my pops is West Indian, African, Haitian. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of different, like you know, it's a melting pot of just different different people. Um, so during the Black Lives Matter stuff, actually, we had a little protest in my in my neighborhood. Actually, me and my pops we rode our bikes there and we, we supported and stuff like that. Um, there was no looting or nothing like that going on. It was really united. We really united um, New York and stuff like that because we're very diverse. You feel what I'm saying? So it was a large group of Black people in that area. Um, mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, I would like to say it's a lot of Caribbean boys. Nah, I can't even say that. New York in general, I mean, it's just a lot of different different people, man, honestly speaking, especially in the city. Not so much, I would say the state. You got to remember, New York State is like, it's still a state, but New York City is like towards, it's like, you would say London. It's the same, like, London yeah. is like New York City, in a sense. Um, Central London would be like Manhattan. Uh, South right. London would be Brooklyn or the Bronx. North London would probably be Brooklyn. Um, East London would probably be Queens, and then West London would probably be Staten Island, something like that. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I see yeah. it. Within, within those cities, you obviously got the hoods and different different things like that. But you yeah. know, black people are more prominent here, Hispanic people are more prominent there, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's the simple way to break it down, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, man, like I said, it's very diverse, man. So I've never really dealt with any racism really like that until I actually went to school, if I'm being honest with y'all. Like, oh, for real. Yeah, I never really dealt with no race because it was like, it was number black people around me. You feel me? Or you yeah, might have a Hispanic or, you know, Muslim girl in your class or whatever. But we was mm. all mixed. You feel me? If anything, mm. if anything, interesting enough, white people were probably a bit more like less seen where I'm from. I don't honestly. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's so diverse. But I mean, so many black people. So it's like, I never did with no racism until I got, until I went to college. Honestly speaking, my, my junior and my senior year, I was like, wow. Shit. Like, what was that like? What happened? Man. <laughs> so when you dealing with us, for example, um, I'm not sure. I know you I know you um you run track and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like have you ever dealt with like your team being prominently like um black? Like most of your yes. team is black? Yes, yeah, 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 I've seen that. So throughout my whole tenure and my whole career, like most of my teammates were all black or Hispanic or you know what I'm saying, Muslim, whatever. I got to the school, I mean, predominantly white boys, man. Like, it was crazy. So uh-huh. it was, like, connecting with them on that level was hard. Like, off the court was hard. Like, you may see them, it might be a little awkward. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, it got better over time because we got to learn each other, and we got a townhouse together. So we all used to link up together and, you know, uh-huh. chat and, you know, find, learn more about each other and things of that nature. Mm. But initially, it was very awkward, bro. Like, you didn't know how to speak to them. You didn't know how to, like, yeah. you know, um, communicate effectively because we got a lot of stereotypes around us. So if a Black man is yelling and speaking loud or very passionate about something, it may come off to them as, like, oh, they're scared or this person upset or it's the angry Black man, once again, uh-huh. kind of thing. You know? mm-hmm. and it's, um, it, was, it was very interesting because... I think I needed that in my life, honestly speaking, because I was around so many black people for the longest. And when I transitioned to a new school, it was like 
whoa, like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, gotta adapt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of gotta just figure things out. You know what I'm saying? And, and I did, honestly speaking, it worked out for the best. So yeah, it was definitely an experience though, 100%. 100%, we need those, we need those experiences. JT, did you have anything on that? I was gonna ask where, which, where, where was university in America? What, like what's- I went to, I went to a university in um, New York, right? But it was upstate New York, so it was Westchester. Oh, okay. So it's a very like, very rich neighborhood, rich like kind of area. Right. In New York. Yeah. That's where Donald Trump, um, like some of his houses and stuff is at. Uh, golf out there and stuff like that. So it's a different, different dynamic compared to the inner city. Yeah, that I'm makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah it was real. different. It was really different. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And are you are you a Nets fan or a Knicks fan? Knicks, man. Knicks, man. Nets. Nets used to be back in the days. They used to be in New Jersey. So Nets is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I'm a Knicks fan. Okay, that's what's up. Because I know from, from New York, like, they're really big on their sport. It's a big market over there. They've got a lot of money. And I know they. if you're doing well, they love you, but they support you. But if you're not doing well, it's over for you. You're it's finished. Over. It's over. Why do you think that is compared to, like, different states? Like, why are New York so passionate about that? What's what's the culture for sport over it's there? Not, it's not demeanor, man. It's not demeanor. We straightforward. We, we right to your face. We really cutthroat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's everything. Like even like comedians and actors, like if they do their show and New Yorkers are not rocking with it, we're gonna tell you about it. Oh, get off the stage, boo, you suck. Like wow. that's just how we are. You know what I'm saying? In our nature, naturally, we're very like straightforward people. Mm. Um, and the same thing goes with our sports as well. Like, we'll let you know, bro, like hundred percent. But also players love playing there too. That's the thing. Like they enjoy the the environment that we've created, the culture that we have and stuff like that. They love it, but at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword. Because some players can't handle that that pressure every night. You know what I'm saying? Like some players can't deal with that. So it is what it is. But I love being from New York, man. I feel like it's nothing better. So so yeah, that's heavy. Have you been to Rucker Park? Yeah, I played in Rucker Park, facts. Oh, nice. What's it like? Oh man, it's wonderful, bro. Like you got yeah. a guy on the mic talking. He's a, a guy on the mic talking, and um, I mean, it's loads of people just watching you, bro, from the sideline. I got video of him and all that. Crazy. You gotta send me that after this. I need to see that for yeah, sure. I when I was younger, when I was younger, yeah, I was playing yeah. the rock car. Yeah, it was, it was lit, man. It's a bunch. I'll of, like, never forget pop- the viral. It's yeah, a lot of popular um, playgrounds and stuff like in New York. So like, low key, the rucker isn't even the most popular as of right now. The, the most popular one is Dykeman. Dykeman is the best one, I would say. Okay, okay. Because I remember, you know, the viral video of when KDK pulled up to Rucker Park, hit that shot. Yeah, Everyone yeah, floods yeah. onto the court. Yeah, Bro, yeah, that's right. that is insane. That is insane. insane. And it's like, it's crazy because like they usually have, you know, celebrities pop up to certain games, stuff like that. They do that type of stuff. But when they have like the rivalry games, like the games like Hood versus Hoods, mm. man, I'm talking about yeah. packed, packed, bro, packed. Wow. So, yeah. That is and, crazy. And serious, man. It's serious. Because there's a lot of money on the line, too. People play for money. So it's different, you know? Ooh. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So it's like you pretty much um everybody puts like every team puts like a down payment for like but two thousand dollars, and then the winner gets the pot pretty much. So That's I like up. that must make some heated games. Ain't nobody trying to lose, especially in New York. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you gotta pay ref fees. You know, you gotta pay mm. for uniforms and stuff like that. So it's oh, a lot so it's of money proper. being invested. Exactly. It's a lot of money being invested into this type of stuff. So that's why they bring like heavy hitters in. They bring some NBA players in sometimes. Is that a recreational yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, it's recreational. Oh. I love that. But it's a tournament. Yeah. It's a tournament. It's called Dykeman League, or it's called um, the Rucker League, the Rucker Park League, right. or West Force, or things of that nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, proper, bro. It's proper. Mm-hmm. For sure. When I shoot, I'm out. 
my DMs is probably blowing up right now, trying people, trying people to get me on their team and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what's up. Crazy. That's what's up. Yeah, but it's sometimes it's like mm, you don't know because what it is is like when you got the professionals, we coming back home, right? We've been playing basketball for what seven, eight months. Mm. We, we want to go extremely hard over the summer. You know what I'm saying? This is our break one. Two, I mean, like the dudes that's playing them tournaments, they're not really like they're not professionals. You know what I'm saying? So they, this is all they got. So if they going to get someone like me, they're gonna go hard as hell. You feel me? And this might be my off day. You feel me? Say I might be just chilling, or whatever the case may be, just to get some shots up, just to you know play basketball, just have fun. And these dudes may be going real hard, so you might end up getting hurt sometimes. You feel me? You don't want that to happen, so. You just got to be careful, honestly speaking. But I still be playing them sometimes because it's fun. I like the environment. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. In terms of like, because um, here, in, here in the UK, the way that most of us see in, uh, see America, because a lot you, you'll learn this, a lot of, a lot of uh, English people, they either love Americans or they really don't like them. Like you don't really get in between because um, for, for, for various reasons, because the perceptions that Americans tend to have of, of us, it's correct me if I'm wrong, is that we're soft, that there's not many black people, crap food, and that uh, we've got a funny accent, and that we don't really have any, like, guns or anything over here. Is that, is that, is that correct? And drinking a lot of tea and things like that, is that sort of <laughs> a little bit... Seeing's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it leads me to sort of ask, in, in, is it really as bad as it's made out on social media in, relate, in relation to gun violence and, like, general police altercations with... Um, African-American individuals and things like that because it is anytime like I go on Twitter or YouTube or something like that a lot of, a lot, I see it pop up so much mm-hmm. especially last year when all this when, every, when everything was popping off in 2020 with George Floyd that stuff every, so many more stories are being made so much more prevalent you got the Breonna Taylors and things like that I wanted to ask from your output is it as bad as it is made out or is it worse? Man it's 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 it's, it's, it's prominent bro it's real that's real. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't lie about that. That's real. Um, certain areas are different than others. So you got your different regions. Um, where I'm from, New York, it's not, I'm not saying that you won't run into any problems with the cops or anything like that or any discriminatory like kind of things. You mm. will, but it's less likely because we're so diverse. Yeah. Whereas down south, it's a different story. Or these other different, um, these other different states, it's a mm. different story because of the fact that these people have embedded um, viewpoints of how they, you know, different values and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Are you guys um, familiar with like Jim Crow and all that type of stuff? You ever heard of that? Wait, Say what? that again? You ever heard of Jim Crow? Oh, Jim Crow laws, yeah. I've yeah, heard yeah. the name, yeah. I've heard the name. That's very prominent within the South because the South was, yeah. the South I would say is probably like during the whole Civil War stuff that was going on, they were they didn't want, they didn't want to give up the slaves pretty much. So they still have some of those customs still embedded into their culture. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. because of that, they're a bit more prideful. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And a bit more uh superior. Yeah, like more superior than, than the black race. And because of that, um, I have family in the South. So when we go down to the South and my parents would do things like, oh, you can't be draped, you can't be driving too uh, too late at night because if you get stopped in a nice car. You know, you're more likely to get stopped. We don't want you to have any altercation with the cops just to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. We just want to avoid them as much as possible. From being that's just from my point of view, honestly speaking. Um, and they're very quick to to judge you, bro. I'm a big guy too, so you know sometimes people may get a bit, you know, scared. And the first thing a guy's gonna do if he has a gun, he's gonna draw it. So 
just to avoid that altogether, no driving late. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay in the house. You feel me? Um, those things are real, bro. It's real. It's real. I wouldn't lie to you. It's real. It's real. Gun violence. Is it, is it open? What, what, what is the the laws in, in, in New York? Is it open carry or is it concealed carry? What is it? That's that's another thing, too. Uh, like I said, in the South, the laws are very different and more lenient because it's, it's uh, spread out. It's a bit more space. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in, in New York, everything is kind of like stacked up together. So having gun laws, right to carry and stuff like that in New York doesn't make any sense because people I mean, we would just kill each other easily. Whereas yeah. in the South, people have to protect their land. People have to protect um, yeah. you know, n- numerous different things that they own. You know, People have way more land and they might have to kill a deer or something like that, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So they have guns and they're allowed to carry. So like in Texas, they're allowed to carry. Florida, I think they're allowed to carry. Um, you just need a license, bro. And I think you're allowed to carry. And just like that, you know, you get a battle. You get into an argument with somebody. You feel me? You might be like me. I talk crazy. I'm from New York. So if I get in an argument with somebody, I'm in Texas, I'm in the wrong place, and I'm talking my shit, whatever. Mm. What's he going to draw on me? You feel me? He going to shoot me. Because that's what he has. And he's also intimidated by me as well, because I'm a big dude. You feel me? So those type of issues pursue from those having those guns on you, being able to carry a gun on you and stuff like that. You feel me? How do you feel? I mean, do you feel like that should be a thing? Do you feel like it should continue? Do you feel like people... You feel like gun laws are too lenient in America, or do you feel like it should be? Should be? Yeah, I think I think it's a little too lenient, man. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think I think you I think you should be able to have a gun on you to protect uh-huh. yourself. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think I don't know, man. I just don't think it's that serious. Mm-hmm. I really don't think it's that serious. I don't think you need to be carrying it with you. Like if you go into the store, I don't think you need to be carrying a gun with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe have it in your glove compartment if you really you know feel that you're protecting your family or whatever the case may be. My cousin does that. I understand that, but carrying it on you is a bit. It's almost like an ego thing, like you know, like mm-hmm. I got this gun on me, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like, move wrong and then you'll yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm. yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, man, honestly. Cause like I said, someone could be having a bad day. You have a gun on your on your on your side. You're having a bad day, somebody saves something wrong to you. What's the first thing you're gonna pull out a gun? Yeah. You feel me? It's just how it's it up. So Bro, I got something I've got something on that. It's funny that I grew up in Louisiana, man, which is as south as it as it gets, and I didn't really know much about this until I moved over here. I was born yeah. in over here in the UK, and then I moved over there when I was mm. one. I lived there till I was about eight years old. So mm. I played sports. I went to school over there and everything like that, elementary school. And it was cool. I never I never really had any problems. There was a lot of black people there where I lived. I lived in Lafayette, a small little town in, in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was cool, man. Like I I I loved it. I I played football, not not American football, actual football growing up. Uh used to go to like the YMCA, things like that. Like I had fun. I can't even lie. I didn't I didn't have any problems. I didn't really understand anything. I remember getting on the school bus and things like that, eating school meals. Like it was cool. Yeah. Um and I went back on holiday. I went back on vacation a couple of times. I got my cousin, he comes with his car and things like that. And and you get to see it in a in a different light, and everything seems so chill. The yeah. only thing I had was when I was at the airport, <laughs> the guy that was, uh, you go give the passport. So he was acting a little bit funny with me. He was calling me junior and looking at me real funny and giving me all these little mm. looks and things like that. And I'm thinking, I'm not even from here, bro. I got an English accent. Like, I'm not going to cause you no problem. So it's a, it's a bit weird. They're, they're definitely looking at you because, you know, they've got the big guards with the big like rifles. Yeah. They're walking around and stuff like that. They, yeah. they're, they're onto you. Yeah. And it's as soon as you get in, I'm like, whoa, man, they're like, I'm not rated yeah. here. But what I was going to say is, the perception of like high school, is it really like that in the sense that, um, you know, you hear a lot of these crazy stories of the school shootings and things like that. And it's always like the really quiet kids that was getting yeah. bullied or like, why is it, why are people not kind of realizing that it's a, it's a bit of a, a, a habit in terms of the type of people that are doing these things? 
Like it's, I, it's, I was high school that cutthroat. People are that mean. Yo, like, man, like it's it, what it is. Is like, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all y'all got bullies and stuff like in high school too, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You got your group of kids that get bullied, and the way that they may take it is like real serious. Like it means everything to them. Like, why are you bullying me? And it affects them like in a great deal, mm. right? They may be depressed. They may want to pop pills and maybe like, no, no offense, but maybe kill himself, right? Mm. Yeah. Same thing in America, but the only difference is. It's access. Instead of these kids saying, I'm going to kill myself, I can go to the store and get a gun. And kill and you. kill them. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? That's the difference. That's that's the only difference. Like, it's nothing. The same way y'all bully people, the same way y'all talk about people, all that type of stuff. Yeah, it's the same. It might be at a bigger scale in terms of people because we have a little bit more people than you guys. And our schools are a little bit bigger due to our, I mean, America is huge. It's like 50 yeah. youth days in one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, it's the yeah. same. You feel what I'm saying? But the way people are treated, it's all the same, bro. For me, it's just access. This man could go to the store and get a gun. That's crazy. Or his mom may have a gun in the house, or his dad may have a gun in the house. Yeah. Do That's really what it is, in my opinion. A lot of them is their parents that have the guns at their disposal. So they're just like, you know what? Just take the parents' gun and yeah. In my school, I never had to deal with it because we had metal detectors. We, we got scanned every day. Oh, wow. I was about to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. We was in the inner city, so they ain't play that. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they not taking no chances. You feel me? And it's not even a thing of people might shoot the school up. It's like gang beef and, you know, right. stuff yeah. like that. We settled in a different way, you know, where I'm from. So we, we got we got metal detected every day, bro. Scanned every day. Wow, man. And it's never in the places that you'd think. It, it's in these very random places. And you're thinking, like, whoa, what's what? How? Like, exactly. like what? Connecticut or something like that. Like, yeah. What what the yeah. heck is it? and it's gonna get younger and younger, man. Like yeah, exactly. 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 Wow. And bullying and I, I I mean I don't I'm not too sure with the UK culture, but I just feel like bullying is just getting to a point where it's like now you can bully people on the on the internet. Now you can bully people in different ways now. You know what I'm saying? Back in the days it was like, you know, you met your bully at school and that was it. Now you're taking your bully your bully home with you because you got your phone. Yeah, yeah. You're constantly yeah. seeing that people are you know, dragging you out on the internet and stuff like that. It's it's just hard for these kids, man. It's really hard, honestly speaking. So the likeliness of someone shooting up the school is even higher now because mm-hmm. it's nonstop. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's man. crazy. In terms of in terms of kind of the culture coming from a place like New York to like now living in a town, a, a quiet town like um yeah. like Hemel. What what is was it a big culture shock, a big, a big change? Like you're going from a real bu- bu- busy, vibrant area to like a quiet area. Like, yeah. it's, and now you're going to university over here. What's the difference? Like, because oh, you've already man. studied in the States. What's yeah, that yeah, like? Yeah. Um, Hamo is definitely somewhere you can focus and, 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 and do, get your work done. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, it's not yeah. really to do out here, to be fair. Yeah. Um, there's no like nightlife or anything like that. So um, that's cool, but... Honestly, I went to school in Kansas, bro. Ain't nothing to do out in Kansas. So I'm kind of used to it. And my other university as well, when I went, when I transferred to another university for my, my junior, my senior year, it wasn't it wasn't lively like that, to be honest with you. It was cool. It was a lot of fun because I was younger and I knew more people. I could relate to more people and stuff like that. But I'm kind of used to it. You know what I'm saying? When I'm out here, it's like a business trip, if anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just kind of focused on myself, focused on what I need to do. And just working on myself, if I'm being real with you. So that's why I like to stay busy. You know what I'm just saying? Because there's nothing to do. So I might as well just put the work in on myself. Um, yeah. In terms of the university at Hertfordshire, it's it's nice. It's cool, man. It's diverse. Um, it's very similar to schools in America. I think 
just the athletic standpoint, it's just different though. That's the only thing. Like the way that um American schools push the athletics is a little bit different. It's like everybody goes to athletic games, everybody goes to the games, everybody goes to the football games, everybody goes to, you know, um support everybody and stuff like that. The pride of of being part of the university is so much bigger. People paint themselves and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah. it's a different, it's a different vibe in that aspect, I feel. Yeah. But other than that, it's similar. Other than that, it's very similar. Sure. Okay. Also, JT, did you have anything else on that, man? I was going to say, I've always wondered why in America the culture is so like, you see, even if it's a soccer game, everyone's going to turn out, everyone's wearing the yeah, mask, everyone's bro. repping. Bro, yeah. in the UK, yeah, if you play the football game, ain't nobody watching, only the coach and the subs, they're watching. Ain't nobody uh, coming to watch you, bro. Like, oh, uh, what it is, it's just, it's, just, it's just like, you got to understand, American people are very prideful, man. We're very like prideful people, you know, like yeah. every... I remember growing up every morning, we used to sing the Pledge of Allegiance. You know what I'm saying? That's just a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's embedded in us from young, bro. Like, we wow. all there. I pledge allegiance. You know what I'm saying? Every day. The that. United States of America. And to yeah, the Republic, yeah, yeah. which is stands, over, one nation, under God. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've been doing that since. Oh, my gosh. Giving me all my days. It's embedded in you. And then also, like everyone's approach to the game is different. Like, I'm serious yeah. about this. I want to do this. My fr- Your friend is doing it. Yeah. A bunch of my friends was on a football team, so I went there to support them, and then the girls is there, and then, you know what I'm saying, everybody want to watch them play, and you just yeah. like, oh, you feel me? So just the, the culture around, like, football, everybody goes to the football game. Everybody goes to the football game. Everybody goes to the basketball game. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a rivalry, everybody's there. Yeah. You feel me? So it's, not, it's never like, oh, Come out to the game. You might like it. See what you like. Nah, it's like it's always all the time for me. At least in America. Yeah, that's what's up. In terms of the skill level, the gap of the jump of like an NBA player Mm. or a a high level college player that's gonna get drafted like lottery, like top fifteen. Just how good are they? Like, like. To the, to the naked eye, you, you see the stats and you think, yeah, this is an NBA player. When you're watching games, you know that they're all that great. Mm-hmm. Like, just how good are these guys? Because you know you've got, on every team, you've got the scrubs that don't really play, yeah. like the, the 14th player. Like, even a player like that, how good are they, genuinely? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing. <laughs> these players nowadays are just freaks, bro, in terms of, like, how big they really are and how athletic they really are. I think people don't understand that, like, you got someone like, for example, let's just say LeBron James, right? LeBron James is 200. Well, you guys don't do, you guys do uh, pounds? You know, are you familiar with pounds? How much weight? No, pounds? I know, I know. I, I know. Right. I LeBron James is 250 pounds, 6'9", right? And he runs faster than everybody. He jumps higher than everybody. That's crazy. And there's a bunch of kids that could do that. <laughs> like, there's a bunch of young ones that are growing up and doing that. Look at Zion. Look at John Moran. Look at um, Devin Booker. Look at Jason Tatum. Look at Luka Doncic. Like, these dudes are really big people in real life. Like, you don't know. Luka Doncic is 6'7", 6'8". That's bigger than me, bro. You think I'm a big dude. Like, you see me in the gym. I might look big, but Luka Doncic is bigger than me. So these people are really bigger than what they look like on TV. And people don't don't really grasp that. And they don't also understand how athletic they are as well, how athletically gifted these players are as well. Everybody, anybody, you can teach anybody how to shoot the basketball. You can teach anybody how to dribble. You can teach anybody how to develop a, a feel for the game for basketball. You can't teach height. You can't teach athleticism. You're going to do it to a certain, you know, point because everybody plateaus. Mm. Um, some of these guys are just blessed with it, bro. They're genuinely freaks. Like Giannis is a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> he's a freak, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. He's an absolute freak. You know what I'm saying? It's things you can't teach. 
It's just God given. So I, I, that's what I would say to people. And the, gen, the new generation that's coming, the new wave of players, it's even crazier. It's even crazier. It's like it's insane to me. So that's how I feel about it. And are they as popular as as it may as it's made out? Like if say a, a Knicks player just walking casually in the street, they're getting mobbed. Not not all the time, man. I wouldn't say I. I don't know because you gotta. I don't know if they get mobbed. I wouldn't say mobbed because <laughs> players don't really know. Maybe an NBA player may get mobbed, but not maybe like a. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's NBA player, player. Yeah, 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 facts, facts, facts. Especially in the streets. I mean, if you saw LeBron walking down the street, you would probably go up to him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah come on, okay. you feel me? Yeah, oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, these dudes are like everything to us, especially to the black community too. Because I mean. Mm-hmm. That's all we really got in terms of like being at that level. We only got entertainers and, and athletes. It's sad to say, but that's what we got, you know. So we look up to them in a different light. Mm-hmm. That's right, what I mean to ask. Like, quickly, this one's gonna run oh, out. We'll go on to the next one. I've sent you the link, this yeah. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Move on to the next uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Cool. Uh,